everybody. This is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the artwork that they love to. Uh, today, I have a very, very special guest today. She is the creative director of Charles Bridge Publishing. Okay, they are based out of Waterton, Massachusetts. They are the fine publishers, independent publisher, I mean, of children and young adult books. Hi, Diane Early. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Nancy. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is a thrill. I know many of my listeners are interested in going into children's book illustration, just like myself. And could you go into a little bit more about your background? What got you into designing for children's books? Sure. My background actually um, is a strange. I have a strange winding road that took me to children's book illustration, but I went to college for um, video television production, um, communications and television production. And I won't tell you all the ins and outs of it, but it, you know, I wound up doing public relations when I got out of school. And from that, finding graphic design and loving it and going back to school to um, get some more education on doing graphic design. But most of what I do, I'm self-taught. And I've just come up through the many, many years of, of um, when Max, when uh, Apple started uh, having, when Apple, when Apple became a desktop computer and, and we started doing all of our design work on, on Apple computers. So I learned every bit of software along the way that Mac has put out and, or, and Apple has put out and just worked my way up. <laughs> wow, that is fascinating. So you probably literally worked on thousands and thousands of books. I wouldn't say thousands, but many hundreds of books, many hundreds of books. I've never totaled it. So I, I, I can't say how many it is, but it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Those of us who are listening and maybe they're not as familiar with what the title of a creative director is, could you kind of mm -hmm. tell us about what that's like, like a basically a day in the life of a creative director? Sure. Um, so I am, I am responsible for the creative uh, direction of all of the books that Charles Bridge publishes in terms of overseeing the entire creative program. I have a staff of four designers who work with me and uh, they all design their own books. I also design books. So I supervise all of the work that they do as well as doing my own work and just, you know, keeping us on just keeping us on the, the road to beautiful books that are current and um, working with wonderful people and just staying ahead of, of the curve and staying ahead of, the, of, of uh, technology and the trends out there and, and all of that. So it's an interesting job. So what is the process at Charles Bridge like when working, say, as the illustrator and you, you kind of work their way through um, the process of, of getting a book published with that illustrator? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, finding them to working right. with them? Right. So each designer um, is assigned a, a man, manuscripts. So we are, we're all working on sometimes 30 to 40 books at the same time. 
and they're all at different stages. Uh, so I might I might uh, get a manuscript come across my desk, and if I'm the one who's going to be doing the design work on it, I will go out and 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 this is the same process for all the designers. We'll go out and we'll research illustrators. We'll pull together a list of people we think would work really well for this book. We um, before we do that, we'll meet with the editor to get a sense of what the visual traits of the book will be. So, so that the editor and the designer who work really closely together will be on the same page in terms of the style of the book. Do you want the art to be very traditional? Do you want the art to be funny? Do, you, do we want the art to be sweet? Um, there are a lot of words that we'll use that um, in, in that meeting that will guide the designer to pulling together a list of illustrators. Once we, we do that, we make um, my designers will all run those people by me. Make sure that I agree that you know this is the path that they should be taking. Uh, then we go out and we start approaching illustrators one at a time. We usually you know we'll put our order our order of preference. Who do we who do we think is, that we love the best for this book? Sometimes we love them all, um, but we try to we try to put them in an order that we're going to to go out and talk to people. So the first step would be the designer will contact the illustrator and say, I have this book, this manuscript, this is roughly what it's about. We would love for you to take a read and see if you are interested in doing the book. And here's why we think you would be wonderful to do to work on this book. If the illustrator is amenable to reading the manuscript, they read the manuscript. And if they like it, then we will start negotiating uh, contracts and a, an advance fee and royalties and all of that. And if that all comes together, then uh, the designer will send the illustrator type galleys and they will use, the illustrator will use the type galleys to, to get a sense of what the design type design is of the book how much text is on every page and how the flow of the book is so that they can, the illustrator can then go in and start sketching from the, the type that they receive. So that's the start of the process. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that. That's amazing. It's just interesting to hear that you guys mm -hmm. have had all these meetings kind of before because as an illustrator, you just think, oh, they. I magically <laughs> found me. <laughs> and I guess it's like this idea that there, there's so much effort and thought put behind what the words are saying and that you're really, really is for yeah. that person who would be perfect to tell it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. So you get a lot of uh, probably portfolios from illustrators. What makes an illustrator, children's book illustrator's portfolio like stand out to you that you're like, Maybe you don't have a story in mind yet, but you mm -hmm. would go ahead and save their website or pin their postcard somewhere. Right. Um, I probably get 15 to 20 a day, maybe, um, illustrator portfolios that come in via email to me. And I take a quick glance at the email. Unfortunately, I don't have a tremendous amount of time. So I have to get, I have to make a snap decision. Do I like this person's work? Or do I think that this person's work will fit into the Charles Bridge way or the Charles Bridge type of book that we, we, we publish? So that I, I know all of our books. So I know the direction that my company needs to go in and likes to go in. So if I think that this person's work will fit right in, 
I will save that email. If I don't think that the person's work will fit in, it goes into the trash. I think that illustrators in general need to be um, pretty careful. If they don't wanna wind up in the trash, they really should consider researching the um, publishers that they're approaching. Because I get, I get a lot of um, photographers, fashion photographers, we don't use any of that kind of work. Um, I get a lot of um, commercial work, stuff that would be really great for magazine layouts or um, advertisements, but they're not appropriate for children's books. Some, some even really adult content that is completely inappropriate for children's books. So as an illustrator, you should consider doing some research into the publishers that you're approaching. That is great advice um, because you want to be a good fit. And if obviously that doesn't fit with their market and what they're doing for books. So thank you for explaining that. Sure, no problem. So if that illustrator's work happens to get saved, <laughs> that mm -hmm. website, does it matter to you? Like when you're looking at it, is it digital? Is it traditional? And, um, you know, does it affect the process for you as the, the designer, as the creative director working with you? Um, yeah, those are two different questions and they're good ones. The, um, it doesn't matter to me whether they're digital or traditional. Back in the day, it used to be, we mostly got people who painted traditionally. More and more and more and more now, work is digital and the digital work is amazing. Absolutely amazing. People are so fantastic at it and so as, as far as the process goes, it does affect the process in terms of um, timing and what has to happen to the art. So when I get traditional artwork that's actually physical paintings, I have to go out and get those scanned. So that, you know, that process is an, is an interesting one in itself because you're taking a painting that someone has used hundreds of colors, thousands of colors, mixing and carefully blending your colors. And it gets scanned into CMYK for color. And many, many folks, especially new, new people at the process are really disappointed at what happens to their artwork. The colors don't always scan uh, into CMYK the way that you want them to. There are colors that can be out of gamut, red, orange, purple, pink, those colors tend to really shift to be less bright and vivid than, than the original paintings. Um, digital artwork doesn't has to, have to go through that process. That, that artwork just goes straight into the layouts and if it's um, converted to CMYK printer as is, and we don't have any physical art that we need to compare proofs to it's, it's a matter of pleasing color when you have digital art. Does that make sense? Yes, that is really insightful. I had not realized that with the traditional, those color shifts. So mm -hmm. yeah, because I always wondered that when I would look at some of these books, I would be like, oh, this, I wonder if the colors, I had thought that, I had wondered like, I wonder if the colors were a little yeah. more vibrant or brighter than what I'm seeing on the page. Mm -hmm. wow. Right. Yeah. So how long does it take to get the physical like 
book in your hands, I guess. So once you've hired your illustrator, <laughs> gone the back and forth, it, they've sent you the final artwork. How long does it take to get the books? Well, I'm afraid to tell you, but uh, start to finish from hiring uh, or even from creating a manuscript to having books in hand can be two years. It can take that long. Uh, it's, you know, the printing process is probably two months because um, there's proofing involved and then there's the printing and then there's binding and all of that. But we print in China and the books literally come on a boat from China to America. So um, all of our picture books are printed overseas. And, uh, and if you were to talk to other children's publishers, you would find that that is the case with them as well. Most people are printing overseas in China. We do a lot of color work in Singapore as well. All, all of our novels and older books are printed domestically in the United States. We, we have um, some printers we use here. But the picture books, in terms of price and quality, it's, it's China. They, they do a fabulous job but it does take a long time. <laughs> so, you know, from the time that I approve a book to print till the, when we get the books in, in the warehouse could be six months. So it's like, sometimes you might even forget you worked on it because it's so long. <laughs> okay. Never, okay. never. When the books come in, like, no, when the books come in and we unpack the boxes and we look at them, it's like Christmas, Hanukkah, um, it's it's just on my birthday. It's wonderful. It's just to see the physical book and hold it in my hand and know I had a part of it. it it's, I never forget. And then I look at it and I think, oh, I could have done this better or I wish I had done that differently. And oh, that's we never stop. Because I think it's just <laughs> illustrators. Yeah, I think it's illustrators that do that. I never yeah. thought that the designers would be like, oh, maybe. Oh, no, no. Oh yeah, designers do it too. I know, I know illustrators do it. I work with so many people who, you know, rethink later, why didn't I do that? And it's, yeah, it's part of that creative thing. We know we're never satisfied. <laughs> so that's so great to know. It, it gives you a sense of comfort as the illustrator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next it should. is like, cause you talked about like the editorial, then you guys as the, the designers are in there. Does the marketing mm -hmm. department um, get involved with some of the decision making regarding how the look of the book is handled? They do. We we um, especially covers. We the marketing folks. They're such great professionals, and our reps are so fantastic. They know their markets. They know what people are looking for and they know what appeal to um to parents and teachers and small booksellers and um and kids of course i mean they you know with children's books the gatekeepers are always the parents and the librarians and the teachers so you really um you're looking to see what they are interested in and um and, and the kids ab absolutely <laughs> children but um, yeah, marketing, so they know their markets and they, they get a lot of input into what covers look like. So we will do, I think, we'll sometimes we'll do a cover show where we'll meet with them either in person or, you know, in the day of COVID, we've had a lot of Zoom meetings where we've shown covers. Recently, we set up, we set up a Slack channel for cover shows. So I, I wanted to try that out 
and see how that would work. And I, I will post covers in the Slack channel and then a whole dialogue starts with the with the marketing folks. And it's it's nice to um, to get their feedback and then to respond to their feedback and, and just have that conversation. So that yeah, their their viewpoint is very important to us. So this came up just in my mind as an illustrator, then should I be proposing like, you know, so if you're taking your covers to marketing, editorial and all that, mm -hmm. should I be giving you like, would you expect your illustrator to do two or three different variations of a co cover um, concept, like, you know, sketch, so do you guys yeah. know the direction? Definitely, uh, it's, it's all, the covers are always the most difficult to nail down. So I like to see multiple sketches from people. And, you know, we will take them and we'll, we'll either lay them all out with type or the editor and the designer will say, this one is fabulous and we will, we will focus on one. It really depends. I mean, there have been times when, when covers have come just like, like, like that, like a snap, like a snap, easy. And then there are other times when the cover takes forever to get it where everyone is happy with it. So the cover is definitely the struggle. Uh, they say you don't judge, judge a book by, a, by its cover, but you definitely judge a book by its cover. You want people to pick it up. You want the kids to be interested. You want it to be appealing. You want it to be fun. You want it to convey what's in the story, but not, but not give away the story. And so those are all hard things to, to nail down well, with true. one image. That's mm. that's true. I find that cover sketches that that could go on thumbnailing forever. Mm -hmm. But that's so great to yeah. hear that. So it's very collaborative. It's very like there's a team of people who are working with the illustrator to do this. Yep. But we'd only be talking to the designer, right? Right. So the way the way we work, and I think the way most children's publishers work is is the the designer works with the illustrator the editor works with the author and the designer and the editor work together in house. So we have a great team. We create a great team um, with the four people if, if there is a separate artist and, and author, um, but, but we don't try to, we try not to muddy the water too much by having a lot of people coming at a creator, an illustrator. Uh, you would you would seldom hear from the editor. You would never hear from the author. It's just too much. It's too many messages. So the the designer acts as that that um, person who translates all of the information, all of the feedback, into something that will work for the illustrator. We we develop a nice relationship with the illustrator so that we know, you know, how to how to communicate best with them, and also how to let the illustrator be a part of the process. Because you all are so creative and you have these great brains and we want to use them and let you make some decisions about the way the book looks, obviously. Wonderful, thank you for explaining it. Because I think also it helps to be talking to a designer because of your background, you, you know, understand the art speak, and things that would make it more clear for the illustrator versus somebody who's more sure. writer, I would think. Right. And then I was wondering, how do you like to, I mean, because you said you get websites, do you like getting physical like printed samples? 
from an illustrator? I love the postcards myself. Uh, postcards, I feel like postcards are starting to fall by the wayside. I love them. I mean, I've been told by some illustrators that, that their college professors or their agent has told them, oh, don't bother with postcards. But they're not expensive to, to get you know, 500 postcards made by one of those online printing companies. And I like to get them. All of our offices, when we're in the office, we all have a big bulletin board. Each designer has our own bulletin board. And I like to put them up. And if I love, if I love the art, I'll put it up and it will definitely keep that person in the forefront of my mind. And every once in a while, I'll switch them out or rearrange or if, if I get a new one from a person, I may take the old one down, put the new one up, but I love postcards. I think they're wonderful ways of selling yourself and they, they're not expensive to do. And you mentioned, so like you'll get something new from the illustrator. So we should be periodically like sending stuff. That, so this is good to hear. Like yeah. how often do you like to be approached with a postcard or a website? Because you're so busy, you wouldn't, you know, like. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think a couple, three times a year is a good is a good amount of time when you have new work. Really, if you're going to, you know, ping an art director, a creative director, or a designer with the same thing over and over again, that's that's not helpful. But if you've if you've got some new stuff in your portfolio, or you just did a book and you want to share the work that you did, and you know, and try to to get some other work, um, you definitely want to share your new stuff. With people, whether it's in an email portfolio or a postcard, it it's you know, yeah, definitely ping us with new new stuff. And sometimes I'll get I'll get something from someone in an email, and I'll like it so much that I'll forward it to my whole staff. Hey, this person is great. Take a look at this. Uh, or I may know that one designer is looking for someone to do something specific and I might get an email that I think is perfect for what he or she is doing and I'll forward it on to them. We, we share information all the time. And we have an intern working with us right now who is setting up a Pinterest board of illustrators. So that's really exciting and it'll just make it a lot easier. <laughs> To, because going through emails, you know, in my my Illustrator email folder has thousands of emails in it. But if you know, if the intern can start putting these up on a Pinterest board, then it's so much easier to scroll through and look at at folks's work. Nice. Oh wow, that is so cool. Yeah. Um, so how is you mentioned the pandemic and things have changed a little bit. <laughs> so how has <is> workflow <laughs> changed because of the pandemic? It's, um, well, we, it's changed in a lot of ways, be, more for some bigger picture for things that have gone on at Charles Bridge. We've, we've changed our workflow um, by adding some publishing software that we didn't have before. That came on board at about the same time as we all got sent home to work home, from home for um, the duration of the pandemic, which we, none of us knew it would be a year and a half, almost a year and a half, but it's mostly been, um, we've, we've really switched to everything being digital. So where we used to print out layouts and put them in a folder and put them on each other's desks, we don't do that anymore, obviously. We send PDFs and we mark them up with comments and that's worked really well. And the bonus is we save a lot of trees. We're not wasting so much paper, which makes me happy. 
I, I hate to see how much paper we print and then we end up recycling. But yeah, it's just all gone digital and meetings, of course, there we're so accustomed to Zoom meetings and phone calls and texts and Slack and every kind of way you can imagine to communicate with one another. Do you think when you guys um, eventually return to your offices, will you continue keeping some of these changes in place or will you just kind of go back to what you were doing previously? No, I think we're, I think we've found that we're, we've streamlined a lot of ways of doing things. And I think that we will be keeping some of what we're doing right now. I, I really do. And I, it's all positive changes. We, it, this whole thing forced us all to look at the way that we work and to try to be um, more streamlined, more communicative with one another, and uh, and just less less physical stuff. So I, I yeah, I, I think we'll definitely hold on to some of these things that we're doing. So my last second to last question is, and it's one of those deep questions, and I wanted okay. to ask you've designed all these beautiful children's books and at the end of your life what are three final truths you would leave behind so i don't know if i have three but i do so when i design a book i think about my own childhood and i think about the books that i had and i Particularly when I think about nonfiction books, Charles Bridge does a substantial amount of very high quality nonfiction books. When I was a kid, they were boring. At least that was my perception. These books are boring. I don't wanna read this book. I don't wanna read about this person. What I like to do when I design these books is, uh, is channel my inner child and say, would I have picked this up I want to make something that I would have picked up and not found boring. So I love the thought that, you know, when I leave the job or retire or whatever comes down the road, that I will have left behind uh, books that will be lasting influences for kids that will spark their interest, that will make them excited to learn, excited to read. And that I just love that, that that's a great legacy. And, you know, that goes along with um, the, the creators. I mean, I, I feel like I made some great uh, collaborations with people and even some great friendships. So uh, that is a great legacy to have. And the second thing I think is that I feel that I've spent my life doing something meaningful, not as a doctor or those, I mean, those are clear, um, when you, when you work in medicine or you work in, um, first re, as a first responder, you know that you've touched people, but I also feel that the way that we work, uh, particularly at Charles Bridge is that we're, we're touching people, we're influencing lives. Diversity is super important to us. Having kids find themselves in books, is super important to us. I'm a white woman, so I always saw myself in, in the books that I read. But the kids of color, um, kids with different different backgrounds than mine, they can now see themselves in books, and that that's that, that's like a thing that children's publishing is doing, you know, overall now, and it's it's wonderful. It's awesome. 
So I, I can't think of a third thing, but but those are, you know, those are two of the things that I think about. Well, those are wonderful things. And as an illustrator, <laughs> I hope that I hopefully get to do some of that too myself. And then, you will. <laughs> but then those, uh, the lovely books, um, where can people go to see these beautiful books? www.charlesbridge.com. Charlesbridge is one word. It's named, the company is named for a bridge that is in Watertown Square near our, near our office. And the river was, is the Charles River. So we, you cross over the Charles Bridge and that's how we named our company. So charlesbridge.com. Also on that website, if you look around, you'll find um, how to submit portfolios to our company and uh, even manuscripts. So if people are looking to submit there are guidelines on the website. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Diane. Thank you, everybody, for listening to My Creative Life. Guys, have a great day.